0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Freedom Wire, your number one source for patriotic truth. This is my first day in the new setup. Kind of dig it. I don't know about you welcome guys. Welcome back, Sean. Thank you. Can we missed you. I missed you guys with every bullet so far. Um, <laughs> today we're going to be talking about uh, the cyber attack on the is it Capital 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 Pipeline? P- Capital Pipeline. Eastern seaboard for the totally entire myself. southeast of America having gas shortages and a crunch. So we're going to be talking about that and in conjunction with Biden's America. So um, stay tuned for that. But before we get into the conversation, do us a favor, like the video, share the video. Uh, If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and hit the notifications bell. That way you'll know every time a new episode is up. Also, if you're not a member of Freedom Wire, become one really easy to do. Click the link at the bottom right hand side of the screen. I don't even know where I'm pointing to anymore. So somewhere in the area of Greece. So, uh, <laughs> click that. Give us your email. We'll start sending stories that are important to conservatives like you and like us. You probably won't read anywhere else. Uh, also, before we jump in, do you guys have any kind of idea what's going on with the gas, uh, the, the capital pipeline? Let us know. Comment below. Um, we like to read your comments. We get a kick out of them, and we actually learn some things. Um, so... Uh, become a part of the community comment on the video all right guys so the capital pipeline the uh a russian i'm doing this a russian hack job that is supposedly um a ransom for money and that is why they shut down the the pipeline that uh basically Supplies the entire southeast of America with fuel. That's all kinds of fuel, diesel, all that good stuff. And uh, what it means at the pump right now is you're starting to see lines form in states. uh, Right now, I think I've just seen them in Alabama and uh, Georgia. Hasn't started in Florida yet, thank God. But you know, we have been in this office. Maybe
1: started um, uh, way up north.
2: Way up north. Way to to it's north. working its way down. But
1: it's very green out all the way through Central Florida. I at
2: the gas station availability. All right, that's awesome. <laughs> and, you know, it, question to be raised there whether we're actually experiencing a shortage right now or it's just being really hyped up about, we're going to run out of gas. Everybody go get gas. Because I got a couple of those texts from, you know, friends and family members. Make sure you fill up your car this morning. I'm going to go
1: get gas. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I sure it's going to have a toilet paper.
2: Exactly. Yeah, everybody ran out and bought Water. toilet paper, paper towels. I want to go paper. get toilet paper, that sounds like a good idea anyways. Yeah, see, while everyone's distracted with the gas, you can <laughs> yeah. go load the toilet paper, Yeah. You, nobody will see you coming. It's, I'm
0: contrarian that way. Exactly. Um, here's the thing, the uh, the Russian hacker group is dark side, and um, what's really weird is they didn't just immediately take uh, onus of the of the hack. Um, normally, this is something that a lot of people like. When a hacker does this, they jump on it immediately. Yes, this is us. They like the notoriety. Took them a couple days to say, "Yeah, this is us. Give us the money." Um, this has led to, cons- to some, con- some conspiracy theories that this has nothing to do with Russia or hackers, and is everything to do with the Biden administration's push to get America on renewables, and they're trying to force us by twisting our arm saying, see, this is what happens when you have gas powered vehicles. Um, I'm not saying I believe it. I'm not saying I don't believe it. Um, I, I don't have any proof one way or the other, uh, but it is worth thinking about, talking about, um, seeing as, you know, Biden signed that huge contract for uh, electric cars um, in January. So, like, I, I could see that being a possibility, but I doubt it. I really think it's just Russian hackers looking for money. And it's scary that they could do this and disrupt such an important part of American life, transportation.
2: And It's crazy that this is where we are now after less than six months of a Biden administration. Uh, remember back under Trump, we were actually a net exporter of energy, and now all of a sudden Biden comes along and... Hill's Keystone Pipeline in his first week in office, and then now we have Russian hackers trying to take over our oil pipelines. So that's a little bit of a concern. And even though, you know, like Sean said, probably not true that uh, the Biden administration had anything to do with it, they certainly don't seem too unhappy about it. They don't seem like they're overly concerned. Press conference today, Secretary uh, Jen Circleback Saki said that oh, you know, the, the Biden administration considers this a private sector issue. It was a ransomware attack on a private company, so they'll they'll sort it out. They'll determine whether to make the payments or get all their, their programs unlocked and everything. You know, it's a private sector problem. Great, we finally found the one private sector thing that the Biden administration isn't <laughs> concerned about getting involved in. They want to stick their noses everywhere else, but when the Russians take over an oil pipeline, suddenly it's all about leave private business alone, free market, let them sort it out for themselves. So they're certainly not doing anything to put to bed the rumors that they're just more than happy to kill off a pipeline here.
1: Well, I'll go ahead and say that. My opinions on this are gonna be very faceless, but I would not put it past the Democrats to collude with Russian hackers or something to um, this abstract oil pipeline for whatever reason it is, whether it's stocks and a deal or whatever it is. I wouldn't put it past them or just see what would happen because I think that's what they what happened with the pandemic. I think that they were just going to experiment with lockdowns and see what people would do. Would they follow? Would they what would they do? So I would not put it past them to do something similar with the oil.
0: And he, what what uh, what is really something to think about is. If this is Russian hackers, and, and regardless of whether the Democrats are involved or not, odds are Putin knows about this. Uh, if Putin's not doing it, th- this could technically be considered an act of war. This is a, this is an attack on American way of life by a foreign entity. This could, I mean, again, it's a small attack. Um, it's it's more of an inconvenience than an attack but there are some that can consider this an act of war and we should be taking it more seriously because if they can go if they can hack into our transportation uh, industry that easily how hard would it be to hack into our defense industry what happens if they hacked into uh, Boeing or uh, Lockheed Martin I mean, there's a lot of, this leaves a lot of, or leads to a lot of questions about our security, our, our actual security as a country.
1: Well, I think that would kind of be like saying that if Julian Assange, uh, Assange attacks, or hacks the, let's say, the Ecuadorian embassy, even though that's not what he did. Um, that would be like saying America is inflicting an act of war on Ecuador. So I don't really know that, this would be comparable to an act of war. It, it depends on how high up it goes. Well I think it depends on the ties between yeah. the hacker group and the government. Exactly.
2: Right, right. And then that's mostly unknown because sure it can be government programs running, you know, to take out enemies. There are, you know, cyber attack divisions of militaries around the world. Like that's the new front for battles nowadays. It's you know, in the information age things happen online. It's all about, you know, getting one over on your opponent getting into their systems doing whatever you can that way so who's to say it doesn't really again seem like that might be what's going on but with the russians you never know all of a sudden you know russian hackers are everywhere now they're the biggest thing up until you know they did this because imagine say you know rewind the clock it's 2017 to december of 2020 and R- a Russian hacker group takes over one of our oil pipelines and shuts down. It would be Chinese the biggest line. story in Is that America. not the biggest thing in the world? It would you be know. Trump. Trump let this happen. Yeah. And of course, it would be an act of war. It's not just oh, it's some random group of you know Russian teenagers who are good at computers trying to you know make a few million Bitcoin by screwing over an oil company. It's th- this is an act of war by Putin who is now manipulating Trump into not taking action because the Russians are the biggest global threat to the United States that you know has ever existed or will ever exist, shut up about China. Uh, so given that that's how they would have reacted, why is it that now it's just something that's so minor, it's not even worth really a comment from the president? Well, Russia, r- Russia has really raised its um, profile
0: since Biden has come into office. Like, they're on the verge of invading Ukraine. Now we have Russian hackers. And what I really think is is this is all just smoke and mirrors. I think it has nothing to do with Russia. I think Russia is the proverbial... Uh, let me think of a different word because that word's not allowed. Um, R- Russia, Russia is, I think, a non-factor. I think they have not had any economic success. They have had uh, very little military success over the last 30 years since since the Soviet Union fell. But I do think they would help China, like, help distract us from what China's doing. China is working on an Atlantic, getting a base on the Atlantic. They're, they're, They're slowly but surely uh, infiltrating Africa and now they want a base somewhere in the Atlantic. This is what's scary really. This is what's truly something that nobody's talking about is is China and Russia working in collusion to take down the United States. Yeah and and I know that's a little far-fetched and I know that's weird th- th- coming out of left field when we're talking about this
2: <laughs> but weirder things have been known to happen because they're they're two vaguely similar countries in in terms of their goals for you know how. One's to pink other, and one's, one's red. Big. Let's let's yeah. be honest. One's pink, one's red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And really, what we're seeing out of Russia right now, like you mentioned, making all sorts of military movements by the Ukraine and all these other things that they're doing, they're expanding into the vacuum that was created when our media and our politicians spent four years building them back up into a th- the threat they were in the 80s. Like you said, they really haven't been much of a global factor since the fall of the Soviet Union. But then all of a sudden, because you know, Trump shouldn't have won in 2016, so it must have been the Russians, they're, they're building the Russians back up into a global boogeyman. And now, because that's what the Russians have wanted all along, they're more than happy to go along with it. Yeah. It's not like the Russians are harmless, because... No, no, Putin no, Putin no. is a literal KGB agent who's running a country. He lives like a Bond villain, and poisons his enemies with radioactive isotopes in their underwear. Pretty frequently, that's like an actual thing that has happened. But... And he threatened, threatened yeah, Biden. Yeah, he threatened he's Biden. He's they're, threatened. They're, they're doing Biden. that against their own people. Like, yeah. they're, they're not trying to expand their empire around the world. They're trying to maintain control of what they already have. And part of why they have it is because nobody else wants it and nobody mm-hmm. else has ever been able to take it. So, that's what they're doing. But there was this big vacuum created. We need some big enemy to blame for well, why we Trump already, And successful. we already had an
0: enemy in China. Mm-hmm. And, and, Trump Trump was, Tr- and Trump was showing everybody this is our enemy, China. It's not Russia. And it might be why he was more what's the word? conciliant, concili- or conciliatory towards conciliatory towards Russia. Because he realizes like we do that Russia really wasn't a threat. They don't have the they don't have the money or the infrastructure or any of that stuff to become a threat right now. They've they've never really built back up from the fall of the Soviet Union they don't they didn't know how to manufacture without taking it from other countries. I mean basically what they did was they just sold other countries goods and <laughs> that, that that was in the, the, the Soviet Union you know Ukraine's crops that's what we're selling that's what's making us money but now that they, they don't have that there are they're, they've been struggling for 30 years China has everything China is our biggest threat because they don't care to them, it's not just about making China number one, they wanna take over the world. And that's, the, to me, I think in a roundabout way, this, is, this has more to do with China than it does Russia.
2: And I mean, think back to Biden's you know, first month in office with all of his executive orders and everything. One of the things he did was ending some of Trump's actions that were designed to keep China out of our energy grid. That were you know designed to stop the Chinese from having a way to get involved in American infrastructure. Biden ended that. Nobody could really give an explanation for why. Maybe it was oh you know he was you know actually promoting his interests in Beijing. You know they, they call him Beijing Biden for a reason. All his you know past business dealings over there. Or maybe it was just because he wanted to overturn some unnecessary thing he thought Trump did. But it opened us up again. That's what it was, and nobody could give an explanation for why. There was no good reason for it other than Trump did it, I don't like it, I'm getting rid of it. So now here we are vulnerable. We're not a net exporter of energy anymore. We are now dependent on foreign oil. We now have a much more open energy system than we used to. Like, you know, we're very clearly seeing. If Russian hackers are able to get into it, you'd like you'd like to think that would be really hard apparently it was not. Apparently they could shut us down pretty easily and just nobody had done it before.
1: Well, anyone's hackable. Yeah,
2: Everything's hackable, but
0: there are certain things that should that should have we should be more vigilant over. Mm -hmm. Our power grid, our defense systems, and our transportation ability. You know, if you cut down, if you limit the transportation in the United States, that's a big problem. It, it, It... It's all encompassing. It hits every industry. So this could be an attack, you know, for money, or it could be an attack or it could be like a like a like a little forward
2: let's see how this goes. Which it should be a warning because honestly, it might be and very likely is as simple as a group that profits off of you know ransomware scams took over a company's thing is extorting them for money. That's all this is about. But it indicates where we're going. It indicates where things are right now. Because if they can do that, what else are we vulnerable to? What happens when it's someone who's not content to just, oh, yeah, pay us money and we'll give you your stuff back? What if it's someone who's you know, a little bit more motivated than that, wants a little bit more than just money? Where does that leave us? and now we very clearly have a government that's not taking steps to prevent it. And that's- Well,
1: they knew that. I think it shows how mm-hmm. weak the Biden administration is. Everyone, it's like open game to them, um, to the hackers, to China, to Russia, to everyone. They're just like, oh, this Biden administration isn't gonna do anything. They're not gonna negotiate with us. They're just gonna give us wh- what we want, so.
0: And that's the scariest thing to me is the, Bi- the, the administration does not seem to care. They don't care. They, they don't. They don't want to help. Uh, capital. Capital Pipeline, the company behind the, the the pipeline itself. They don't want to, you know, f- help them figure out how to get out of this situation. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, it's a private sector problem.
1: I think it shows how they handle the rest of the economy too. They just don't seem to care at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had a terrible jobs report last month. They only made two hundred sixty six thousand jobs, and unemployment increased. So, I mean, they're not creating jobs. They're handing out money they're basically promoting socialism and now the pipelines go down and they
2: don't care I mean who would have thought that paying people to sit at home and not go into work was you know more appealing than them going in to work long hours for minimum wage and wow amazing and 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 the left left is, is arguing that
0: this is this is the this is the reason why we need to raise the minimum wage because these people are making more sitting at home no, that is not what it is. That is not what the argument is. The argument is the government should not be taking care of the people when they should all be working. When you have open open states, you have jobs, you have jobs that need to be filled, we need to take these people off the tee and put them back on their own two feet. That's what needs to happen. And I love that there are states that are telling, saying, no, we're not taking the money from the uh, stimulus uh, you guys mm-hmm. keep that money we're putting our we're putting our people back to work
1: yeah
0: and here's the thing if you don't like it you can move to another state that'll let you sit at home and do nothing that's the beauty of america but that's the, the here's the thing americans want to work mm-hmm. a lot of americans want to work there are a select few that don't want to work and i can pretty much tell you that if they're sitting at home and collecting a paycheck and they're happy about it, they probably vote blue.
2: But it's also true, like it's kind of a no-brainer that if you're gonna make more money not working than you would working, I think most people are gonna accept that after a certain point. Because you know, if I found out tomorrow that someone was willing to pay me like double my salary to just go about my daily business without having to come into work and I've never mm-hmm. had to. Edit an article or be on a podcast again. I'd entertain that for a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, but it's not double. They're not making yeah, double. Yeah, what they're, see, they're, that's I, the whole thing. En-
2: I enjoy my job. Now right. I imagine what that would be for somebody who hates their job and makes right. way, way less than what we might make doing this. But that
0: that goes to show you where the American work ethic has 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 gone. Regardless, there are I know people that would rather earn mm-hmm. less with their own two hands than be given more
2: for doing nothing. No. And people don't or don't think about what else comes with it. Because it's not just, oh, you're getting unemployment benefits, and that's it. Feel free to go hang out with your friends, go out to eat, do whatever. You're getting money from the government for not working. What else is the government doing behind the scenes to have all that money to give you in the They first don't case?
0: have that money. They have to print that money, and that's what's going to kill <laughs> We, we are seeing, we are seeing dangerous times right now. You know, we're seeing, we're seeing, so I don't know if you guys saw that, that uh, Saki admitted that the tax cuts are going to affect people making 200,000. Did, did you guys see that? No. no. I, I saw that part. Yeah. So she's, they're admitting now that that 400,000 uh, table was a lie.
1: Well,
0: we all knew that. We all knew that. <laughs> but now they're admitting it, and yeah. there's. And, that's and, not like
2: the cutoff is going to be two hundred thousand. And that's not even going to be the, It's going to hit everybody. going to hit
0: everybody going down the line, and and but they have to raise taxes to to make up for this this stimulus that they want to put into place, where most of the money isn't even going to stimulus. It is absolutely crazy, and and and. Like, I can, again, we've talked about it, but I can understand how certain unhinged individuals can think we need to go rush the Capitol building because these people do not care about us at all. And that's what's happened.
1: You know, it's equally interesting. In California, they're gonna give out another round of stimulus checks from the, the government's $75 billion surplus. Yes. They have a massive surplus Every single year and they do nothing about it and to think
2: that they accepted federal money to give out stimulus checks twice before they decided to give out their own it's crazy there were three rounds of federal stimulus Stimulus checks I qualified for all of them and didn't get a single one and I don't know why there's never really an explanation for why that didn't happen uh, you know taxes were filed properly and everything but here's the deal I didn't want it I, I don't want the stimulus check at first because I haven't missed a day of work for the pandemic. We've all been fully employed, full paychecks, full productivity, bringing you the quality videos that you've come to know and love. So we, we don't need it. And there are many, many people like us who didn't lose their jobs, didn't you know have their paychecks reduced, didn't have big drop-offs in productivity at work. And they got stimulus checks because of it even though they didn't need it. So we're just handing out money to people who are working like normal. Now, there were certain industries that did need you know, to be supported. The initial stimulus check was actually supposed to be more of a everybody gets this money to go out and buy groceries to fight off early economic stagnation because nobody's going out to buy anything anymore. It was never supposed to be. You live off of it, and you know you just continue to just keep your hand out for the next round, and you know wait for for your check to clear. Yeah. But because they wanted to just blanket, everybody gets it. No, everybody gets it because you all deserve it. And now they're just printing money that doesn't exist. We, heck of a day to miss uh, Ryan here. He would love to get in on this, but we have now just. Adopted ho-ho money printer is our economic policy. And it's not just the checks, it's also the additional
1: unemployment
0: money. Mm -hmm. We are looking at a very similar situation as the 1920s. We have a stock market that is soaring. We have an economy that's limping along because being artificially, uh, being helped along with artificially low interest rates and the printing of money things are going to get bad if once that market co- that market correction happens because things are going to get like you know i don't know i don't know about black monday kind
2: of kind of bad but pretty darn close i mean they are predicting that we're heading for another housing market crash in the next five to ten years just as you know interest rates keep going up and You know, they they just artificially protect this whole thing. It's just like what happened in 2008, and they don't really know what it's going to be like with massive inflation like we have now. But things go in cycles, and it seems like every time it happens, we don't learn from it. So here we are again. Mm -hmm. And what's going to happen? Because eventually, something's going to happen to break the cycle. We're like, okay, all this money we're printing, all this debt we're acquiring, something has to be done with it at some point. Maybe it's not us, maybe it's not our kids, maybe it's not even their kids, but someday there's gonna be a generation of Americans who are there when the bill comes due. And where's that gonna leave us? And here's what's crazy is,
0: Trump was forced to, to do a stimulus. Trump's administration, we were forced, we were shut down completely. There is no reason that we should have another stimulus when everybody can go back to work now. We are, we are reaching, you know, how many, however many million people, 100 million, I think, or More close to. I, have, I think it's
1: 130 million.
0: 130 million people vaccinated. Fully
1: vaccinated.
0: Fully vaccinated. Come on. We don't need. We can all get back to work. Bottom line, this is an unnecessary spent expenditure by Biden, and that's the difference between a conservative president and a liberal president is giving money when it's needed as opposed to when they just feel like it. To, to reward the voters for getting him in the friggin office.
2: And As expensive as you know however many more rounds of stimulus will be, it's a small price to pay to hold on to power. Because no brainer or logic here, if you allow the government to break or redefine the law during an emergency, They will create emergencies to allow them to uh, break or redefine the law and this will go on forever. So sure, by all means, if it allows them to continue lockdowns, continue mask mandates, continue uh, pushing for vaccine passports and all these other things that you've seen them do over the last year and a half, they will continue to do it because they can. And if, you know, they have to hand you a few trillion dollars and currency that doesn't actually mean anything anymore, by all means, whatever keeps you whatever keeps you happy, whatever keeps you compliant wearing the masks and you know, not actually causing problems for them. Because they're getting what they want one way or the other.
1: Well now Biden is saying is telling people that they should they need to go back to work or else they're gonna cut their unemployment benefits. Um, but that sounds good. It's like he's saying go back to work, but at the same time you should cut their employment benefits either way. Mm-hmm.
0: whether they do or don't, because that's what's going to force people into going back. 100%. Um, I think we're going to need to end this, uh, cause even though, because I think we could still keep going, because I think there's a lot more to unpack here, but it's, I think it's, if we don't end up stopping now, we're going to go for another hour, because there's a lot to unpack when it comes to this economy.
2: And this, this thing with the oil pipeline is still a developing story. Developing story. The gas lines are forming as we speak. Hopefully, by the time this episode goes live, there won't have been a massive run on gas, but you know, it, it's not as bad as, you know, the hype wants to make you believe.
1: Not yet. Yeah, It's not a shortage. <laughs> yeah, Everybody
2: take a breath. Don't run to the gas pumps. Just kind of relax. And then check back in three, four days and we'll let you know how things yeah. are going. So that being said,
0: thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you liked what you heard even more. Hopefully you agree with what you heard. If you did, do all the stuff I asked you to. In the beginning, like, share, Become a member of Freedom Wire, all the good stuff, and uh, we'll keep bringing you the content that you guys like to see and hear.
2: Uh, any closing remarks? Yeah, I will throw in my usual reminder to check the links in the description below for articles and uh, links to other podcasts, stuff we talked about, some things we didn't get to, uh, you know, everything you could possibly want to know about all these subjects. Also, we are on Spotify, so if you're looking to take us on the go, or just looking to get off of YouTube, the probably king of video censorship right now, uh, check us out on some of these alternative platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we're expanding every single day trying to get more ways to bring our content to you. So uh, check us out over there, subscribe, download, and make sure you become a part of that community too. All right, I'm just gonna remind you, you guys are Americans,
0: most of you are, I hope. Remember, you got rebel blood coursing through your veins.
1: Stay free, and God bless you.